Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. So it's 30k for one day speaking, like learning how to speak from the Yeah, yeah, it was one day. That's a phenomenal salesperson who sold you that as well. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, welcome to Marketing Made Easy by the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary. Hi Anna. Hello, you okay? Hello. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thank you. So you have found another fab episode of our podcast where we are interviewing um, another awesome business person. There's loads of people out there that I haven't initially heard of um, because, Anna, you always find our podcast guests, don't you? So you say, right, now we're going to interview so-and-so, and I think, well, I don't know who they are. I've been to on Clubhouse, as you'll probably hear. Good source of, yeah, lots of people doing really well over there. So, um, yeah, I hadn't heard of her, but I looked at her, and she's doing phenomenally well, and... Um, so her name is Susie Ashworth. I don't know why I'm keeping it quiet. Like, if it's done, guess who it is? Um, and she is an online coach um, and helps females break through um, six figures. So she has, a, I think, a program called Quantum Transformation. And she's just basically her ethos is if you've got a mobile phone, you can build a business. It's that easy. You just need to know what you're doing. Um, so she's got some great tips in there. And she also goes through, you know, the numbers her business was making and what her blocks were and how she got to um, amazingly making 1.2 million um, over 2020. So she set that as a goal and then the pandemic hit and she still smashed it. So um, interesting stuff to learn all of that. And it's definitely inspired me. So let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. So I have been in- in the online coaching industry for well this will be my eighth year which makes me feel really old <laughs> and I work with female entrepreneurs who are looking to create six-figure breakthroughs in their business fast and I do that through uh, quantum transformation so really working with mindset and then my high ticket selling system and I help people create high ticket group coaching programs that facilitate deep transformation so, yeah, that's what I do. When you say get to six figures, are they established businesses or startups or, or any? The way that my program works, I help people create a six-figure breakthrough. So some of them will be, you know, earning around thirty to £50,000 and they'll come in at the entry level, which is the freedom experience. And then I have people who are looking to get to their first half a million and then they will come in at Freedom Founders. And we don't have a... 500 to a million level but yesterday I was having a conversation with four of my clients and the freedom founders and it was incredible they were like I did 400k in sales last year I'm looking to do 2 million this year that next bit is coming then yeah yeah so how did you start doing this then I started off teaching women how to have calm and positive births and wow. I was not expecting you to say that. Yeah, well, what what was the the sentence in my mind was how to push babies out of their vaginas. But yeah, that's how I started off. Um, I co-founded a company called The Calm Birth School, which at the time was the world's first video-based hypnobirthing program. And what was really interesting for me is that whilst all of my peers were obsessed with babies and breastfeeding and boobs and all of that stuff I was really obsessed with the marketing and how do you grow a business and how do you do things online the first program that I ever invested in taught me what an email list was like I had no idea starting and I was just consuming all of that type of information voraciously and other 
But people in the birth world were looking at what we were doing with our company and saying, how have you done that? Like, how have you built your Facebook group? How are you building your Facebook page? And so I very quickly started teaching other birth professionals, this is how you make your first thousand pounds online. This is how you create your online course. This is how you market, market your online course. And yeah, the rest is history. When you start out, it's all so bewildering, isn't it? But it's all so learnable as well, because there is like a method and you've just got to learn this and you've got to plug this in and then you've got to do that and then you've got to make it, tweak it and make it work and then you can move on. And it's, um, you know, it's just so possible for anybody, isn't it? I think that you have to have a certain way of thinking. So like, in theory, it's possible for everybody. And the barrier to entry right now is so low. Like I was saying on a talk the other day, if you have a mobile phone, you can build a business. And I think for post-COVID world, I think for women who have been in corporates where it's very insecure, that opportunity is here, alive and kicking, and it's very, very exciting. Um, and if anyone could do it, everyone would be doing it because why the hell wouldn't you? But it takes a certain level of resilience. Yeah. I think it absolutely pushes every single insecurity button that you can possibly have. There's a lot of self-development and mindset work that is required in order to have a successful business. It's not- I'd be happy to fail a few thousand times first exactly you know what it does look easy from the outside looking in and until you get started and you you think oh wow how do you do that bit how do you and it's that I think it's about that pushing through really but like you say with the mindset and such like not giving up just before you're you're about it's about to work so I like you said the thing that you, you you know what you did before you did that for a while you didn't just start it and then like you know, in two months it was flying. You you had to learn the stuff and 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 deep dive and do things that other people in your industry weren't doing. So much so that actually then they started noticing you, and that wouldn't have happened overnight. They started noticing you and thinking, "Hang on a second, we yeah. need to be looking into what 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 she's doing and maybe asking her and getting the help and things." And I do think a lot of people think it's going to be easier than it is. I think is that a thing I've heard where people say they overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate yeah. what they do can do in five years, ten years, um, because we've only been in this space for like two years and like when you say oh god been in eight years like this two years has gone like two three months but we've learned so much the learning curve is steep once you get into it the learning curve's massively steep isn't it i think that jump from naught to ten thousand a month i think is really really difficult even the jump from naught to five actually is really really challenging and then the more you make the easier it becomes. And I think it's because of that steep learning curve in the beginning of how do you market? How do you speak? How do you sell consistently? All of that stuff you get to learn and refine and it gets easier. It, it definitely gets easier. And there are some fundamentals that you need to invest in, aren't there? Because you cannot do it all yourself like you know an email platform and um i don't know a course platform or whatever your business setup is but there are certain things you need um you know a payment plan system like stripe or something like that and all of that takes a bit of time to set up and cost you a bit of um, money every month but then as you start to scale they does it doesn't cost you more money um in relation to the more money you're bringing in it's you know at some point you kind of reach that tipping point so where are people normally when they when they find you <laughs> have they already started or are they literally still sat at nine to five in that office 
fed up yeah. wanting to get out. Most people now, and I think my just my niche has changed over time. The longer I've been in it, the more established people tend to be. And so when people are coming into the Freedom Experience, for example, they're already earning about two and a half thousand pounds a month minimum. They would have been in business for two or three years. I have some lower ticket that is that are more aimed towards um, people who are just starting out, but they're DIY courses. So the minute people get me, they are more established. And I think that that also says something. I think from a confidence perspective, often when people are just starting out, you're, you're usually working with people who have been through what you've done and you're a few steps ahead of them. And then the more steps ahead that you get, you realize that that first bit, that naught to 5,000 a month, that's where you need the most fuel. That's where you need the most energy. It's that rocket taking off. And I think people always underestimate, like we've said, that that bit can be really challenging. And from a coaching perspective, I think that it can be really rewarding, but also getting startups off that ground and getting them to take off, that can also be super, super challenging. So um, for me, it feels, I, I love working with people after they've been in business for a couple of years or so, and they know that they know that, that 10K, those 10K months are absolutely possible. They know that it's possible for them to have a 50K, 60K, 70K launch, but they're just not quite doing it. And I'm like, okay, now let's play. It's that plateau, isn't it? When you've done something for so long and you're at that amount and every month goes by and it's like, oh, just not not done it again, not done it again. Yeah. Um, or even sometimes people can't get the consistency. So they might have a killer month and then the next two months and they're not. And they're like, oh God, if only I could have every month is like that month, how can I how can I get and make like yeah. get it to that level? So in terms of people that are listening and thinking, that's me, I'm here, I'm doing everything right, I'm you know, turn it showing up every day. I do great things in my business, but I'm just not getting to that next level. What are your sort of top tips that you would give them um, to to help them start getting that momentum? I did a whole like post about this just yesterday. So I think that the first step is you have to really get clear on what it is that you want. And I talk about the stage for me, my business plateaued in 2019. So I had, I'd gone from like doubling my income year on year, 2018, I'd gone from 226,000 to 469,000. And then in 2019, it dipped to 420. And what was really interesting is that it was in, I think 2017, I joined a mastermind called the Millionaire Mindset Mastermind. And my goals were never ever to hit a million because I couldn't think that big I just didn't think that it was possible and it was in 2019 I just got really irritated with myself for like not only plateauing but dipping in revenue and I was like next year 2020 is going to be the year that I'm <laughs> going to hit seven figures of all the uh, years to pick <laughs> of all the years to pick yeah we ended up on 1.2 million in revenue amazing it was first of all deciding what exactly it is that you want because I think quite often when you hit that plateau you end up just saying okay next month's going to be the 10k month okay now next month's going to be the 10k month and actually often what is required when you do that is to go bigger 
Because when you decide that you want more, you have to start acting differently and behaving differently. So first of all, you have to decide that you want more. And then I think the second step is deciding that it's actually possible. Um, I work a lot with environment and people and mentors. And so that is all in there, making sure that you, that your peer group and the people who are teaching you are also believing that it's possible for you to stretch beyond where you are. Because I know it's a cliche and I don't necessarily know that it is 100% true, but whenever I elevate my peer group and I'm surrounded by people who are earning a lot more money than me and do, you know, creating a lot bigger impact than me, it inspires me. Yeah. And when I see them doing it, I'm like, mm, if they can do it, I can do it because we're not really that different. You know, we all bleed. Like, so I find that that really helps. And then you have to look at your systems. So I really looked at what have I been doing over the last two years that isn't working? You know, for me, inconsistency was one thing. Um, and launching something new every, I was, because I'm very much like, I want to be in flow and I want to be inspired. And I'm so really fancy launching something over here. It's like, okay, that was getting me to just under the half a million mark, but that wasn't what was going to get me to seven figures. So looking at the things that weren't working and saying, okay, I'm going to stop this, I'm going to stop that, I'm going to stop this. And then looking at the process, processes that you're using. And so for me, it was having a launch system that was consistent, that was repeatable, and that was scalable. And then I think the other thing is having the vehicle, like I needed an actual container that was going to help me get to seven figures in a way that felt good. Because again, coming back to the mindset thing, I think a lot of people limit themselves and get stuck because they think I'm working really bloody hard to get to where I am right now and I'm missing it. If I, Why would I want to 5X or 10X my income does that mean I'm going to have to work five times or 10 times as hard? And on a conscious or a subconscious level, you will stop yourself doing no, that. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't really tuned into how do I want to feel and what would feel really, really good. And so having that vehicle for holding the people and the money is really important. The system to actually launch into the world and then all of the mindset pieces. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Hello, Anita here and I'm interrupting this podcast because I want to read out a review um, that somebody's given us that makes our day to read these reviews, definitely. Um, And so I just want to do a humble brag and share it with you. So this is from somebody called Golden Chameleon and is on um, the podcast, the Apple podcast um, site. And she says, Golden Chameleon, I assume is a lady, might not be, um, says the first podcast I've ever tuned into. Why? Because I don't find most people very interesting, to be honest. But Anna and Anita have inspired me to give it a go. Two great down-to-earth ladies I can relate to. Really enjoyed it and will be listening more. So thank you, Golden Chameleon, whoever you are. Let us know who you are, by the way. If you take screenshots of it, tag us, rate, review, and let us know, then we can also send you the book of the week that's recommended by the uh, lovely guests. So let them you know, do that. And this this review, um, obviously, I wasn't going to read out, but here we go. Amazing podcast. Um, okay, so Anna is my mum, and she's very cool, so follow her Facebook and Instagram and that. <laughs> we don't know who that one's from either. I'm not. <laughs>
<laughs> and I don't know why she did that either, because I didn't ask her to do it. I just went, oh, someone's given us a review. And she just randomly, I think it's because she was telling a friend about our podcast and then um, they, they were looking at it and just decided to do that. So thank you, whoever you are. Anonymous <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. person. <laughs> A lot of the time, people do say, I need, I want to be earning know, 10K a month, for example. And then they don't think about how that is broken down and how that's what that will look like. What does, what, how many people do you need to be coaching, for example? How, um, in what way? Like you say, it needs to be to get to those bigger numbers, it needs to be something that's scalable. And you need to be able to do like one to many. You need to be able to, and it, you need to have something that you can just. Um, and I like what you say there about sticking with things as well, because I've like how you you said there, like before working with Anita, like I'll just be like, oh, I, I, like I had a recruitment business, do a bit of property, some network marketing, do you know, I did LinkedIn courses as well. But all of the things were, you know, if I'd have just picked one of those, any of those things and just laser laser focused and just gone all in, all of them would have been like in, individually would have been far more successful than me doing all of them all at the same time. And I think that's, it is hard to say no, especially if you're someone like me. I'm glad that I'm not someone that says no, otherwise I wouldn't be working with Anita because I wouldn't have gone, well, yeah, we'll, we'll create this one online course that then just turned into actually the Get Savvy Club, which is our main thing that we do now. So it's about, it's a it's a balancing act of opportunity, I guess. But then once you know your zone of genius and know what you know and know what you can bring to the world, sticking with it. I, I find that um, when you look at online coaches and things, the ones that seem to be the ones that are most successful are the ones that have the same thing that they launch like time and time and time and time like I don't know if you know Denise Duffield Thomas um she was on our podcast um beginning of March and um like she her money boot camp has been around for years it's literally the same you know you you know she turns up to the course it's the same thing and but I but I knew her for years before I actually bought the boot camp from her, which was like Mm -hmm. um just over a year ago year and a half ago so but I'd known her and her books and her stuff a couple of years before that so obviously it takes a while for people to keep seeing that person and get it and kind of think oh, I like the sound of that do I need it yet doing it and then actually go and go and get it so actually it would do far more justice to just stick with that thing and and sometimes you might it might not be as shiny anymore but you've got to have that passion and that belief and that faith in that thing to to stick with it because there's nothing more frustrating I it annoys me when I say like if I I know somebody and I know, I've known them for that thing and then somebody says oh do you know anyone that does this and I say yeah this person and they go I don't do that anymore I've changed this I think, have you well you were so good at that why did you yeah. why did you change but if you can stay in the game and and keep with it with that same same thing on the same path for the same type of people same ideal client then ultimately you'll you'll win so it's like a marathon isn't it not a sprint I guess don't get me wrong my business has pivoted many many times over the years but I absolutely I absolutely fundamentally agree that if you have one thing that you are launching consistently you build up the no like trust and chemistry factor with people then always timing is a really is always the thing and you're right if you are launching the same thing six months later you know the person that you missed in january will pick it up in june and it just it does just work like that so uh, um yeah i fully agree i would love to ask you actually because we're social media coaches ultimately um which social media platforms do you uh, find yourself spending most time on which one do you do you enjoy and um get like enjoy and get the most from i guess 
I think probably it is Facebook that I spend the most time on just because that's where a lot of my um, private paid groups are. Mm. Uh, but the one that I probably enjoy the most and kind of flex my creativity muscles the most would be Instagram. I came across you on Clubhouse. Have you spent a lot of time on Clubhouse or are you just kind of dipping in and out? I'm dipping in and out. I like it. I didn't like it. And then I liked it. I'm getting a bit like that with it. I just got out of my own head about it. <laughs> I think with Facebook and Instagram, like I said, I've been in this space now for eight years. So I've really built up my audience. My people know me. It's, you know, I really feel at home on those platforms. I think with Clubhouse, I got very just like in my head about the just worrying about people's judgments and what are people thinking here and just not being completely relaxed and then also this fear of um the the app is so smart in the way that it's set up to create that sense of FOMO and feeling like this need to be on it all of the time like I'm going to build up to 50,000 followers I need to be on it I need to be and it's like I had this like intense 72 hours where I was just Oh, I finished the 72 hours and was like, oh, my God, who am I? What am I doing? This feels like, ugh. Um, um, and then I was a bit like, okay, as with everything, we get to, you get to do this how you want to do it. Mm. So I just stopped wanting to be invited into the big rooms and invited with all of the kind of clubhouse gurus. And I just played around in a couple of small rooms and I had some really beautiful, insightful, powerful conversations. And I thought, actually, this is quite nice. I've been in and out of it, but the way that I run my business and my time right now, um, um, you know, I've got somebody who's looking after my kids for the next hour and a half, but my days, I finish at 2.30 every day. By the time I get to bedtime, I'm bloody knackered. And <laughs> I don't really want to spend three or four or five hours every single night building up my audience on Clubhouse. Yeah, well, that's how I feel. Like um, I was invited into some of the um, morning group, like groups um, and things, and somebody said, oh, you know, we could do this one every regular, you know, regularly, We, you can come in. And I was like, but like in the morning, like I like to have music on and speak to my kids and what, and I tried to kind of have it kind of on, but, you know, I don't want other people's, egos into my kids ears in the morning at the breakfast, yeah. breakfast tables and stuff so then I was a bit like that but I had the same feeling you had which was like you know I'm established on LinkedIn I'm established on Facebook I'm established to be fair one thing that's been good on Clubhouse has got me enjoying and liking Instagram more um yeah. but you know I just felt like we're social media coaches right we best get established on this Clubhouse thing yeah. otherwise how can we be social media so it was that kind yeah. of it was the FOMO thing caught, caught me and I'm really mindful of that because I know I do have that kind of addictive kind of ah I need to get into it but then you're kind of using it because of how other people will view you rather than because you're enjoying it and you know we're all about social media needs to suit your business serve you but you need to make sure you enjoy it as well and we tell our people like um you know we help them use social media so once they've set it up they're not going to be on it more than an hour a day and like clubhouse there doesn't seem to be a way of being able to do that and i, I did exactly what you did there and uh you know i, I tried and then i was in some of the, the the rooms um on a on an evening and things and i, I thought, sometimes almost felt like obliged to knock about because I felt like I was leaving people if like I just like left quietly like sorry I'm going but then I did have a few days off and then I was like oh now I just 
dipping and out and then I'm like you know if I can't do it and I don't want to do it I won't do it because I, I do like like my life and the, I, I like to serve the clients that we've got as well so obviously we want to be in and around those communities and with those people and um yeah and I don't want to be like attached to it and great it's great for those I don't know I don't know how people other people do it that have children and have businesses that they're running and things um i just don't know how they're maintaining but the desire to have the the numbers must be greater than the you know how their their life works i guess and that's every it's everybody's choice isn't it yeah but then i've been in smaller rooms or i've been in other rooms where i've loved every second of it and i've laughed and i've met some great people and we wouldn't have you on here now if it wasn't for that because you know that's where i kind of heard you um and i've great you know we've had some great um other podcast guests as well because of that and some collaborations and things so it's yeah it's it's definitely I think that's right what you said about getting out of your own head about it I think I just made the decision that I want my business to be around for the next 20 years Mm -hmm. and you know social media platforms are going to come and go and if I miss the land grab it's okay yeah my business is doing okay you know, my clients are doing okay. It's I want to be present with my. It's better to get on that sales call, right, with somebody that might buy from you and be a client for for a long, long time, than it is to to say no, we can't jump on a call with you because we're running. You know, I'm in a clubhouse room for the next three yeah. days. That I've committed to so. It's every time you're saying yes to that, you're saying no to something else in your business or your life. And I think that depending on your setup, that might work for you. It wasn't working for me. I haven't been on it for over a week. I'm okay with that. So you talk about um, wanting your business to be around for another 20 years, which is great. When you're in the kind of online world, as much when you work in it, you see lots of people doing lots of things and being very successful. And a kind of common theme in there is like, oh, I've got, you know, a, um, a program that's a group program. So I've set it all up. It's all automated. I only work, you know, two hours a day. I just choose what I want to do and then I swan off. And when you get to know this world as well as we do, you know that without fail, that is absolute crap. And there is nobody who's really success- successful out there just working, you know, an hour a day and what have you. Um, and even when you get to know those people more, you know that they're doing far more. So what does your like average day look like what do you focus on to make your business a success and what are your plans for the future I was working pretty much full-time hours we used to have Fridays off but now um, I do 9 till 2 30 every day and when I say 9 till 2 30 I can't wake up at 5 I'll meditate I'll journal I'll probably go into my flagship Facebook group from six till half six and I'll look to see any questions that have come in over the night and then I do a and b weeks so I have an a week where I'm with clients and so I'll be pretty much back to back give like give or take 15 minutes to half an hour on my a week and then in my um b week that's my admin week so that will be the weeks where I record my podcast um do any content creation do interviews like this that's a good yeah. idea yeah so, yeah that's how I split it but it's really it's I won't lie it's I've only been working like this since um, for the last four weeks and it's challenging like I would much rather have a full day um to be able to do what I need to do but it's very interesting that you will always use the time that you have. Mm. So uh, Yeah. And there's always more to do, isn't there? Always. You could work all the hours God sends and you wouldn't get it done. I don't get everything done that I want to get done, but everything's working, you know. We've had our best quarter ever. 
and it, it's and I feel like we're only just getting started so uh, you know it's lovely you're still excited about your business after all this time oh, as well I'm excited to see how I get to create a little bit more ease because it definitely feels like Yes, yes. Oh, finished. Oh. Mm. Um, so I'm excited to see about that. I would love to go back to taking Fridays off again. Speak to me next year and I'll let you know how it goes. And I think also as a mum, you know, your kids, we say this, don't we? I mean, kids are so lucky in that you're learning all of this so that when they get to an age where they say, you know, I'm looking around for a career, you can go, well, you know, here's how the online model works in a box. That's exactly what you need to do. We can set you up. You just need to think about how you can help people and start working on connecting with different people and things like that. And, you know, if I'd have grown up having all of that handed over to me and, you know, all that mentorship and everything, God knows where I'd be now. It's phenomenal, isn't it? But they'll all choose not to do it and go and do other jobs. We know that. But Yeah, they'll go, they'll go and get a job or something. Mm. <laughs> we work so they don't need to have a job and then they, they'll, they'll go and get a job well it's, it's, it's learning isn't it for them so have you had um like when you had that sort of epiphany and you changed things you thought right okay I, I went backwards a little bit in 2019 2020 was going to be your year have you had like a mastermind did you join another mastermind you know you had that millionaire one did you join another one um have you sort of um had mentors or coaches that have helped helped you along the way with that or was it just like right laser focus I'm doing it Oh, what prompted it was the first thing that I did. So this is the environment piece. And the first thing that I did is I went on a retreat in Colombia. And it was, I was got that in just in time then, didn't you? Yeah, yes, I did. (laughs) Um, And I was surrounded by seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. And it was them, because I decided at that point, challenge launches didn't work. And I'd had a failed launch. And so I was just kind of doing whatever I was doing. And I met somebody who was like, oh, I've just done a challenge launch. And I've done, I think she said like $900,000 selling a $3,000 course to um, people who were in corporate who wanted to set up into entrepreneurship. So basically, she took my limiting belief and like screwed it up and stamped it on the floor and smashed it. And I was like, she's selling to people who are not even in business yet, $3,000 on a challenge model. I'm like, hmm, okay. And I also met a guy that um, was teaching how to sell at events, sell from the stage. And I really liked his vibe. And it was just at that event, I was really like, hmm, okay, I am going to make a million next year and from that point on I I re-signed up with my millionaire mastermind but I signed up as um, a VIP member so I had more access to my coach and then I signed up to a strategic mastermind which was $30,000 signed up for a day to learn how to sell from events which is $30,000 and I signed up to another thing basically signed up to four things I would go to Necker Island and that was about environment but I signed up to four things cost me $120,000 um, um, pounds didn't have the money for any of that like I paid on installment plans for all of it but that 120,000 pounds turned into 1.2 million in revenue and 1.8 million yeah. in sales and so there was a big was what am I going to do differently who am I going to learn from where are the gaps in my business um, what strategically am I am I going to do to take myself from 
420 to 1.2. I mean, obviously, you need to invest that money in the right people. But even just like you say, invest in that money, you kind of like, shit, I'm in it now. I've got to make this work because I'm, you know, I'm out 120 grand already. And so there's because like we always say, and you probably um, agree with this in that when you give somebody something like we've um, given our programme away as competition prizes in the past, um, and then those people very rarely go through the programme because when you give something for free, they don't value it. But when you invest in that, you make somebody pay for it, they're bloody well going to make it work for them because they've they've blown this money already. So it's 30k for one day speaking, like learning how to speak from the yeah. start. One um, day. Yeah, it was one day. That's a phenomenal salesperson who sold you that as well. Did you have to do it online in the end because it was 2020 or did you get yeah, it? was. This was in 2019. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I flew to Canada for the day. Like I, I was there for longer than a day, but for the for the day meeting, and um, that meeting made me two hundred seventy two thousand pounds. Wow! So subsequent stage selling, or from the people you met from one event, I took the strategy and then I implemented the strategy. And so people are always like, "How did you do things?" I'm like, "I take the learning and then I implement the learning." Yeah, that's it. And so I did a three day event made £272,000. It was a great investment. Was that in America then or the UK or like when? It was in Canada. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm in Colombia and um, yeah, I, and he lives in Canada. So I flew over to Canada and we had the day, um, an intense day where we just went through, not so much, um, um, we went through the structure, went through the structure of the day and then how to market it. And then you set your own event up or you were speaking at somebody else's event? No, and then I did my own three-day event. Oh, okay. Oh, right. so that's what kicked off my the start of my 2020. And then we went into pandemic. I would say that I pivoted my business slightly, so I created my first course that was not purely business-focused, which was super exciting. And then I, I'd, also, I'd also launched... At the event, I've launched my high-ticket group coaching program, um, which I have continued. Like That is my flagship. That is what I help other people do now. Um, and how long do people come through that with you? How long does that last? So it's 12 months is the entry, and then okay. they get the option, depending on how their business has performed and whether they kind of meet the criteria to move into the next level. So you've got a challenge coming up, haven't you? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we have a challenge coming up on the 19th of April, which is the art and science of high ticket selling. And so, you know, even though I suppose the conversation that we've had today is always what are the practical steps and then what's going on in the head? And it's that mindset piece. Like I, I'd say I mix the woo with the strategy. And I think probably the way that I teach everything. So you have the kind of mindset spirituality piece, but it's very much grounded into what does this actually look like in real life? How is your self-sabotage showing up in real life? And then what are the actual practical action steps? Um, and so I teach people who know that they are undercharging, like, What's the um, what are the less tangible pieces about raising my rate? And then how do I actually do it? So what does my product need to look like? What does my service need to look like? How do I actually like say the number? 
Um, and then how do I do it? It's amazing how many people mumble that number yeah. at you. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what? Yeah. I've um, wanted to buy stuff before and I've just been like, what's the price? Just tell me the price. Like, I'm yeah. 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 And bearing in mind that people buy based on confidence and certainty and clarity. If you're having to beg someone to tell you how much it costs because you feel embarrassed, ashamed, or worried about being judged, mm. you're not going to sell it. So uh, we cover all of that good stuff in the challenge and lots more. Fabulous. We do we do ask two questions. The first one is, what makes you savvy? Because we're the Get Savvy Club and you can take that any way you like. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think what makes me savvy is my willingness to stay ahead of the game. Uh, I think that really right from the... And what helps me stay ahead is spotting the gap that isn't being served. And I think that that has been just a gift that I've had right from the get-go, which is why the Calm Birth School was set up and how I managed to have and support my clients in having bumpy years during the year that everything stopped. Um, and it's about being able to spot the gap and then and then sell to it. The second question we always ask is to recommend a book. So a development book, a business book, something that's helped or inspired you, because um, anyone listening to this, if they just um, take a screenshot and tag us, then we will uh, draw them out of a hat and send somebody the book. So it's preferably something that's still available. My book that I'm gifting some of my clients at the moment is Letting Go by David Hawkins. Oh, um, I'll listen to yeah. it. It's a great book. It is really, really helpful. I think whenever you're feeling a bit stressed, anxious, you're holding on to stuff that you know is not serving you, that is the book to inspire you and let you know how to release. So that will be my recommendation. Yeah, good one for getting, uh, I've got a teenage daughter, so it might, sounds like it could be good to help you through those teenage years. Yeah, I've had a call from the school today. Oh God! Regular conversations in the head of the year. She's going to be on report from after Easter, so she, no. but she enjoys being on report, Susie. So what? What are we doing? Do you know, she, she likes it. She likes the attention of it. It's fun. Like, she doesn't do anything wrong. She just has a very strong, outgoing, loud, confident personality, and that runs her into um, trouble every now and then. Yeah. So, yeah. So how can anybody that wants to find you? Uh, obviously, we'll put the link to your challenge in the show notes. But if people just want to find you, they're listening to this in a year's time or whatever. What's the best way to find you? Susie, S-U-Z-Y underscore Ashworth on Instagram or susieashworth.com. Um, all the quantum success hub for female entrepreneurs that's really where I play if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from Get Savvy Club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe awesome thank you so much Susie for being on our podcast really really appreciate it and as you probably heard at the end there Susie has got a challenge well a workshop coming up very very soon so check out the show notes to join that you might have missed it but if you've missed it you can probably still get on some wait list or something like that or find her Facebook group and join her and find out more about her there. We're, we're doing it, aren't we, Anita? Yeah, I've signed up, definitely. It should be good. I love a challenge anyway. And it's all good research because we do a challenge, don't we? So we want to make sure ours is the best and you don't get that unless you check out the rest. Well, that's, like a little, that's like a little rhyme to live by. <laughs> I, might, I might go into rap as soon as we finish this. Yeah, you might as well. That's what to do. So to add to your many skills... So great, we'll see you on Thursday for the Get Savvy Quickie and we'll see you next week for another great guest. See you soon, take care, bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.